0: It's the North Shore Vineyard Church audio podcast. I'm Crispin Schroeder. Today on the podcast, we have a standalone message called Let's Not Complicate Things. This is by a member of our teaching team, Mike Manifold. And uh, this is a little break from our series on called Tribe on our five core vineyard values. And Mike is going to explain to us how to have a prayer life that is not so encumbered by religiousness and craziness and, and some way that we can encounter God in everyday ordinary life. So let's head to the talk now. North Shore Vineyard Church in downtown Covington. Thanks for listening. Kind of continuing our series and I promise Crispin is coming back next week. I know he's been gone for what like five weeks. He'll be back next week. Uh, but continuing our series, today we're going to be talking about prayer. So we're going to start off with a film clip, and uh, here we go. Can you all see my your way? All right. Uh. Uh. Dear God, was that necessary? Did you have to make him lame just before the Sabbath? Uh, that wasn't nice. It's enough you pick on me. Bless me with five daughters, a life of poverty, that's all right. But what have you got against my horse? Really, sometimes I think, when things are too quiet up there, you say to yourself, let's see. What kind of mischief can I play on my friend, Tevye? Uh Aha! So you're finally here, my breadwinner. I'll talk to you later. I'd uh, like to lead you all in a little prayer. Uh, come on. A prayer? What? Come on. How oh, uh, uh, lovely. Oh, yes. Seriously? A little prayer. Come on, come on. Yeah. Oh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, Lord, how would be thy name? May our feet be swift. May our bats be mighty, may our balls be plentiful. And Lord, I just like to thank you for that waitress in South Bend. You know who she is, and she kept calling your name. And God, these are good girls, and they work hard. Just help them see it all the way through. OK, that's it. <clears throat> Amen. Let's go. Amen. Amen. You know, when I stumbled back into God in my 30s, I was really kind of amazed how simple his message was. You know, I'd I'd grown up going to church, but I really, I don't remember being all that simple. Um, Really, I guess when I think back on church and what church was like as a kid, it just kind of really seemed very complicated in terms of things you were supposed to do and things you were never supposed to do. And I'm not sure where all that complication comes from because the gospel itself is, is pretty simple. You know, Jesus says to us, He says, I'm the way and the truth and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And that all seems pretty simple. So what happens to all that simplicity? You know, it it seems like a common cycle people go through is they become a Christian through a pretty simple message. Um, they're pretty happy, you know, they're joyful in their relationship with God. But then they start to complicate things. You know, and Maybe it's because we just can't believe it's that simple, you know, and, and we start looking for the, the piece that we're missing. You know, it just it, it just can't be that easy, you know. So we're looking for for what's going to make it more complex. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're just competitive. I don't know. Um, maybe we expect our relationship to, with God to be as complicated as our relationships are with people, you know? And, and we think that, well, He must be mad at me because of this thing that I did, you know, or. You know, in some kind of way, I let him down over here. Or maybe it's because, you know, instead of getting God's message straight from him, we settle for getting it secondhand, you know, either from church on Sunday or from some guy on the radio with a midday ministry or something like that. Maybe we get caught up in comparing our relationship with God with what we think somebody else's relationship was like with God. You know, we forget that we're unique. You know, and that our relationship with God's going to be unique because we're unique. And that's just kind of how God operates. Maybe we get confused by Christian politics. I don't know. You know, but it seems like a lot of folks get lost in these complications. You know, and it seems like really some of them get stuck there forever. You know, they, uh, some will punch back out on the other side and, and kind of get back to some of that. You know, dump some of that stuff off along the way. But that takes some work. You know, we we seem to forget God's simple message of, uh, you know, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. I don't know, my opinion, and I, you know, kind of like Brian was talking four weeks ago, he was talking about, you know, there's there's doctrine and dogma, whatever, and there's opinions. This is just my opinion, so if you don't agree with it, you don't have to go with it. But, you know, I think a lot of times, really, this complication comes with, with substituting church, you know, for a relationship with God. And, and church isn't a bad thing, you know, really it's not, but it's not as good as God, you know. I mean, like today, I, you know, I really tried, as, a, as I was thinking about this message and kind of thinking about what I wanted to talk about, I really tried hard not to get in God's way with this, you know. I've prayed about that and, you know, I've I've, I've really tried to make sure that the, the things that, that we're talking about this morning, it's they're coming from God, not from Mike, you know, and But but even with all that, the message is still going to pick up some of me on its way out, you know. And and that's never going to be as good for me, you know, or from Crispin or from John or from Phil or from Brian as that message is when it comes straight from God. I don't know. Maybe that's where the complication comes in. You know, we get off track because we just don't talk to God enough, and instead we we set up for getting this message secondhand. But as I say, that's that's just kind of my opinion. So back to prayer. So I get back in the church, and I hear this radical idea, you know. Prayer is just a simple conversation with a God that loves you. And that really sounded it sounded so easy. Except sometimes when I'd go to pray, that just, that just wasn't where my head was, you know. That film clip is from our alpha course. Um, have you guys ever heard of the alpha course we do here at the Vineyard? Okay. Yeah. Well, basically what it is is we... Uh, We get together for, we get together up here one night a week, we do it for about eight weeks or so, we get in small groups, we eat, and then we we talk about, you know, we listen to a talk on a topic, and then we get together at the table and we talk about that. Um, One of the talks is how and why do we pray? And really, this is, I mean, of the topics we run through, this was really one of the ones that was most impactful for me, because I found out I was carrying a lot of really complicated baggage when it came to prayer. You know, baggage that that I had to recognize before I could figure out how to set it down. So here's a newsflash. We all got baggage. Some of the baggage that, that, that I had about prayer was this idea that prayer was really only supposed to be for big stuff. You know, um, maybe in some kind of way I was... Kind of confusing God with, you know, finding that genie lamp. You rub the lamp and boom, you get three wishes. And so you don't want to throw them away, you know. So you can, you can pray about cancer or you can pray about, you know, this or that. But you really don't want to throw it away on finding a parking spot, you know, or, or something like that. I had this baggage that, you know, I, I thought prayer had to have its, its own little language, you know. And, and, and from listening to some folks pray, You had to have a certain tone of voice, too. Otherwise, it just wasn't prayer. There were, like, things you were supposed to pray about and things you really weren't supposed to pray about, right? Like, you could pray about your wife or your husband or your kids, your family, but you really weren't supposed to pray about work, you know? Like, God wanted to help you with with getting your kids through school and... You know, getting your sister out of the hospital, but praying for customers or for a deal to happen, that just kind of seemed like it was, you know, just, to me anyway, that was just kind of baggage that, that I was carrying. Some baggage that, that I had was that, you know, this idea that in my head, well, if I was a Christian, I was just supposed to know how to pray. You know, and honestly, I really didn't know how to pray. I knew how to recite, you know, I, I, but I didn't really know how to pray. Really along the way, I realized that somewhere buried in my head, I really had low expectations when it came to prayer, like what I thought was going to happen. You know, I remember I was talking to somebody, and, and, and I heard these words come rolling out of my mouth about, well, you know, I, I guess all I can do is pray, you know, kind of like, like that's going to do any good. You know, I mean, that was kind of the, the, the implied other part of that sentence. But, but that was all, you know, kind of the stuff that was getting in the way of that really simple conversation. And like I say, maybe some of that stuff's getting in the way from you guys. You know, complications and clutter really just kind of getting in the way of, of just what ought to be a really simple conversation with a God that loves you. So, so, what are these simple conversations supposed to be about? Well, really, it's whatever's important to you. You know, I mean, your life. And not just pieces of it, the whole thing. Your fears. You know, even if they're silly or they're embarrassing or they're uncomfortable to think about, you know, sharing that with God. Your needs, big and small, cancer and parking spots, whatever you need there, you know. It, God wants to hear those things. I mean, it, I guess it, a lot of it comes down to, you know, really what do you think in your relationship, God? What, what's it going to look like or kind of what's the point, you know? And, and I guess I think about it kind of like this. You know, God's a relational being, right? I mean, even before he, in, he created all of us, you know, it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He likes people, apparently, mm-hmm. you know. He, he likes those relationships. And, and you know, in, I guess maybe in, in, in my sense of thought, it's kind of like he created us because he wanted more family, more people to share, you know, more lives to be involved in. And if you kind of go to it more like that. You're really kind of inviting them into a life that He created for you. So you're you're praying about you know all those things you you know your your hopes and what makes you happy and what makes you sad and you know and it's and it's not just a Sunday morning kind of a thing. And it's not just like when you run out of every other option you know. So I've tried everything else, tried everything I thought I was that I thought was going to work, you know. So now I'm going to try praying. Or uh, or or sometimes I found that I was guilty of. I would sit down and I'd come up with this really cool plan on how everything was going to get solved, and I'd say, hey, God, can you just do that for me, you know? Just kind of simple dialogue, simple ongoing dialogue, and, and really kind of just stream of conscious kind of stuff. It was funny, uh, Phil, who was here last week, and that's really when when I found God 10 years ago, it was at South Shore Vineyard, so I heard Phil a lot back then, but uh I really felt guilty when I prayed, you know, like I would, I would, like I felt like I was a bad prayer, like I'd sit down, and I'm going to, okay, I'm going to pray about, I'm going to pray about, uh, what am I going to pray about, I'm going to, I'm going to pray that my my mom gets better, okay, well, not so much that, but anyway, I'm, yeah, all right, I'm going to pray for something, I'll pray for my mom gets better, or I'm going to pray, I got to go out of town to go see this guy, I'm going to pray for the trip, so I'm going to pray for the trip, and I'm there, hey, God, you know, if you would keep me safe on a trip, take care of Beth and the kids while I'm going, and. And I'm, I think I need to get the oil change in the truck before I go. Um, <laughs> you know, and I kind of had this whole ADD prayer kind of thing going. <laughs> and really, I, 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 I really I felt very guilty about that, like I just wasn't doing my part of the job, you know. <laughs> Phil was talking about that at one point, and he said, you know, because he, and I really, and I felt so validated that, like, I wasn't doing what it happened to, you know. I don't know if y'all have ever felt like that, but... I just, it just felt so good to hear that somebody else ran through that stuff, you know, and and Phil was talking about, you know, what he would do with that is when his mind would wander off into something else, well, he'd just start praying about that, you know, and if his mind wandered off of that, well, he'd just go pray about that, and he said, you know, he learned over time that that was kind of how God led him to pray in things that he really didn't even know he had on his mind or led him to pray about things that really just weren't on his radar, you know, and thought that was really kind of neat. So, you know, the, the key to any relationship is communication, right? And I mean, and, and, and the more you talk, the more you share it with God, the, 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 the better your relationship gets. You know, he talks about in Revelations, he says, you know, I stand at the door and I knock. If anybody hears my voice and opens the door, I'm going to come in and eat with them and he with me. So I think that one of the ways that you open the door, you know, with God is talking to them and, and sharing, and and kind of like you know, the more you share, the wider that door gets open. So I told you it was my mom getting sick, you know, ten years ago that let me bump back into God, and uh, and like I was saying, you know, it, when when she was sick, you know, I mean, gee, was I was praying a lot, you know, that that door was pretty wide open. Um, there was this one time, so. Like when, my mom, like when I talk about my mom getting sick, so they were on a cruise in the Caribbean in January, and I some kind of way she got pneumonia or something, something went downhill quick. They end up airlifting her to a hospital in Key West. So she's in Key West for two months in ICU, gets out of there. They airlift her back to EJ, um, and she's at EJ, and she's bouncing back. When she gets out of ICU, she goes to CCU. She gets out of CCU, she's going back to ICU, so she's kind of bouncing back and forth there. You know, we, we finally, they finally let her come out of the hospital in, in May. She was good enough to come home, but it wasn't like, okay, go home, we'll see you in two months. It was like, go home, here's a bed, you know, here's a thing. We're going to have a nurse come check on you, you know, once a day. And, and so there was still a lot, of, a lot of care going on there. My dad was a primary caregiver, right? So we get mom out of the hospital in May, and then my dad gets sick, you know? And, uh, and like bad sick, like he's got to go to the hospital. He had some kind of infection or something, and he goes to the hospital. So I got my mom in a hospital bed, in the house. Primary caregiver now, he's in the hospital. So I go back I go back to my mom's house. I'm saying, all right, well, look, I'm going to spend the night here and do these things, blah, 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 And she's like, no, you're going home. I said, no, I'm not going home. She said, yeah, yeah, you're going home. You got a family. Get out of here. I'll be fine. And, you know, my mom was pretty strong. I guess that's why I'm so stubborn. My mom was pretty strong-willed. So I went home, and I was, I was driving out of the, the subdivision, and... uh I was like, God, just, just take care of my mom, you know. Take care of my mom, take care of my dad. And, I mean, like, clear as day, I felt God put his arm around me and tell me, hey, look, I got this, it's going to be okay. Sometimes prayer do not have to be that eloquent. I don't even know if that was eloquent in hindsight, but anyway, you know. And it, but I think that the more, the more that you're into it, you know, and the more time you spend talking to them, just the wider that door gets opened up. You know, and the more he has the opportunity to show you, and and, you know, but he doesn't come and kick the door. And I think that's the thing with revelations. It would be a lot simpler if you just kicked the door in, and and it's just not the way he operates. He waits for us to invite him. You know, and he only really comes into the level that we allow him to come in. So prayer. Doesn't really have to be, you know, like I say, doesn't have to be about just the big stuff. You know, God tells us pray when your mom's got cancer. God says pray when you want a parking spot, you know. Pray when your kids won't go to sleep and you're about to go nuts. You know. <laughs> just pray with simple words, kind of just straight from the heart, wide open. And I really think, you know, God hears locker room prayers like that prayer there. You know, I, I, I love that clip. I just think that's Anita's saying. You know, and I, I know he hears those kind of prayers the same way he hears the prayers that, that we make while we're driving. You know, I, I think he hears our hearts when we're sharing. So how do you do that? You know, I mean, that, like, how do you move from that? If, you, if you're if you're bogged down with with a history of praying, looks like you're reciting something you heard somebody else say, or you, or you just kind of feel, I don't know, inadequate when it comes to praying. How do you get to the point to where your conversations start to feel natural? You know, something that that that, that you can that you can try doing is, you know, when you're in the car, just act like God's in the passenger seat, you know, just tell them what's going on, you know, and, and and feel free to talk out loud, God knows everybody else is doing it when they're in the car, right, they're all on their Bluetooth, just feel free to talk out loud to them, you know, or, or if, you're, if you're in the house and you've got a certain place you like to go sit and kind of get your head together, you know, act like God's in that chair across from you, and just talk to them, you know, don't Complicated. Don't make it something that it's not. It's just conversation with a God that loves you. You know. So just, I think if you if you you try to go at it that way, you know, it, that can be kind of a, of a of a breakout for you. And I really think God just loves when we talk to Him. You know. I mean, if you got kids, you know, God knows there's times when you you don't really want your kids to tell you everything they're telling you, but there's also times when you really you just you want them to share with you. You know, and, and I think that, that God's very much, I mean, I, we're like that because He's like that, you know, so He, he likes hearing what's, what's on our mind, regardless of what it is. So, along the way, as the door got open, God made me a stalker, right? So, I'm in church. This is probably six years ago, I'm in church, and, and Phil was teaching and he says, I need a volunteer, and this guy stands up, and he brings this guy up to the front, and he says, okay, here's the deal. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you $100 here, he said, but this is the catch. This isn't your money. This is God's money. I want you to take it. I want you to go pray on it, and when, when God tells you what to do with it, do it. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. You know, I never thought about doing that. I thought that was pretty neat. I don't typically carry cash, so it's a safe—you know it was a safe thing to be thinking. But uh, <laughs> I don't know why. So I, I get to work next the next week, and I guess I'd gone on an ATM or something because I had cash. And I'm getting out of the car, and this guy Harold Panzano says to me he says, "Hey, manifold, can you break a hundred?" "Yeah, yeah, I can break a hundred. So I break a hundred and give it to him, and I go up to my office. And I'm up there about ten, and it, I look—I'd completely forgotten about church. Right? That was three—that was three days ago, so. It's 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, wow, so I, I got that $100 bill. That's kind of neat. So I fold it up, stuck it in the back of my wallet, and I would pray about it from time to time, and then I'd forget about it for a while, and then I'd think about it again, I'd pray about it some more, and, but never really felt like God was saying, hey, do something with this. So I'm going to work one day. I'm going to get some gas, and uh, I stopped. I'm getting gas at this place, and this guy comes up to me and says, hey, can you help me out with some money? I'm like, And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I wonder if that was the guy, you know, so. (laughs) So I had gotten some, you know, one of those email stories that you get, right? So I'd gotten some email story the week before about, I don't know, some woman with a car full of kids, you know, and some guy helps her out with some money. So I kind of walk over to the car and look in the back seat. There's no kid stuff in there, right? So I feel, ah, that's ridiculous. So I finish getting gas, and I go to leave, except I can't leave, the, I can't leave the parking lot. I'm circling the gas pump, right? And I'm feeling like an idiot. I mean, I actually, I'm actually feeling like an idiot. I'm driving around the gas pump trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. I drive away. So I drive away, and I'm going out, driving down Veterans Boulevard. I get down, get down the road to, to work. I pull in the parking lot, stick it in park, and I put it back in drive. And I said, all right, here's the deal. If I get back and he's still in, he's still at the gas station. I'm doing this, but if he's not back there, so I go back and and as I'm making the U-turn to get back to the gas station, he's pulling out of the parking lot. So technically, he's not really there, right? (laughs) So I'm 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 following him down. I'm following him down Veterans at this point. I'm thinking, all right, so here's the deal. If he goes in this next gas station, he's doing the same thing. I'm going to follow him in. Well, he doesn't. He keeps on going. So we go all the way down Veterans. So we get to Williams, and he's, he's there trying to make a left to get on the interstate. And at this point, I'm like, well, okay, I've come, I've come this far, all right? So I, I put the car in park in the middle of the road. Thank God it was early in the morning. I, was, I probably got hit. So I put it in park in the middle of the road, and I get out, and I do one of these things, and the lady rolls down the window because it was the lady and the guy in the car. And I said, look, I said I, don't know, I said, I don't know if you remember me. I'm the guy at the gas station. You hit, him up, hit me up with some money back there. I said, I don't know what's going on. God's telling me to give you this money. So here, here you go. And uh, they're like, oh, well, thanks. They get in the car and they drive away. And I'm like, well, now, where's the story in that? You know, I mean, <laughs> really, what's that about? You know? And, and I'm, I'm, I make the U-turn, and I'm coming around, and I felt like God said, you know what? I just wanted you to be obedient. That's the story in that. I just wanted you to be obedient. So he brings us a simple message. You know, he tells us he's the way, he's the only way to the Father. He tells us his burden is easy and light. He tells us how to pray. He tells us he's at the door knocking. You know, our job is just to open it up. So don't, don't overcomplicate things. You know, when, when you pray, just think about God, you know, being right there and, and just kind of talk to him. I uh, thought this would be a cool thing as a church to practice, you know, so what we're going to be doing, Al, if you want to pass that stuff out, um, passing around some envelopes, and, and if you're old enough to pray, you're old enough to take one, okay? So So here's the deal. There's money in the envelopes, but it's not your money. It's God's money. So what I want you to do is just spend some time praying on it and, and asking God to show you what he wants you to do with this money. If he doesn't tell you anything right away, just keep praying. Sometimes he's not really expedient, right? It may take a day, may take a week, may take a month, but just keep asking him to tell you what to do with it. And then when he tells you what to do, just do it. You know, don't make yourself feel like an idiot when you're chasing a guy down veterans for a mile and a half. Just do it, you know, just do it. And you don't need to tell me about it or Crispin about it or anybody else about what what ends up happening with that. That's between you and God, right? Love to hear it if you want to tell it, but you're under no obligation to tell it. So I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up if, if you guys want but. Uh, Typically, what we do after service is, you know, if you want to get prayer, I guess maybe I'm the only one from the prayer team here. Okay, we'll come on up. <laughs> no, we got some folks there. Typically, what, you know, what we do is we invite folks to come up for, uh, you know, if they want to get prayer, we got folks here, you know, and we're just here to pray with if you want to pray, um, but, uh, and I'm just I'm just going to close this out in prayer, um, so... hey god thanks for uh thanks for letting us come together this morning and and thanks for helping us just open the door to you god thanks for giving us new ears to hear what you got to say and uh, thanks for giving us a heart just to share our lives with you god we thank you and uh, and we love you and we just Thanks for letting us be a part of your family. Amen.